And welcome into this edition of Gator Bites on the 1010XL.com podcast network. Today's Gator podcast is brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialist, our Northeast Florida's leading orthopedic center, providing an unparalleled level of care across numerous locations in both Jacksonville and St. Augustine. That includes Riverside, Northside, the Southside, the Beaches, Fleming Island, and St. John's with Denny Thompson, the hacker Ryan Green with you and Denny. The last time you and I had this podcast, the Gators had yet to play Oklahoma. Unfortunately, the game was actually played. Uh, just a brief reaction of what transpired about a we week ago. We haven't done this? Hold on. We haven't done this? I thought we talked about the oh, game Oh, yeah. You week. know what? We did a little bit. I tried to erase that from this my is mind. All, yeah, this whole week has been blurred into just one big beating That's as a, a Gator point. fan. That's a Yes, yes. That it, it, it feels like it's been you know a 20-day Seven days. I've been in quarantine, uh, number one, but then as a Gator fan, just the constant flow of news and drama and golly, it's unbelievable how much things have changed in the last three weeks in Gainesville. Well, because I gave you that massive tease, let's at least spend one moment, again, reminiscing for people that missed it. That's right, we were a day off last week. We were a day later than we normally are for Gator Bites. Uh, Horrific performance in the Cotton Bowl, and I guess the backlash that Dan Mullen received from his post-game press conference is really what stole the show and what continues to steal the show about a week later. Yeah, I think I think everything accumulated. Um, you know, when you when you go and you look at the accumulation of the entire year that was Dan Mullen and, and Gator football, it's 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 coming to a interesting end, if you will. And I'm not real sure anybody knows what that end is. The game was terrible. You know, there's no need to revisit. You know what happened during the game. Of course, the Heisman voting last night didn't go the way that people thought it would go. As far as Kyle Trask and the numbers that he pulled. And then you just start, you know, we're at that point now where you just, I don't know about you, Hack, but for me, you start to look back at everything that has happened in this already weird year of football, and it has certainly been one of the more odd years to be a, a Gator fan from, you know, packing the stadium to immediately having the COVID issues to the show calls issues to, uh, you know, the recruiting violations to losing three in a row to shoe gate to j- just, it's, wow, it's a lot. And, and, and I think everything's just kind of boiling up at once as and now the season has finally come to an end. What do you make of uh, – I mean, there's a lot to the Dan Mullen stuff. Well, let's kind of go one by one. The reports out, including by our own Matt Hayes here on 1010XL and his Saturday Down South column, that maybe there are some internal issues inside the Gator football department. Maybe uh, some people in there not so fond of some of the antics of Dan Mullen and some of his press conferences this year. What do, what do you make of that? Um, I, I think there's probably a lot of truth to that. Uh, there's from you know the things I've gathered as well. I think there's there's a lot of truth to that. And and, and I, I think when you really sit down and you boil this all down, it's it's really simple. A month ago, this was a non-issue. None of this was an issue a month ago. A month ago, they had not lost to LSU. They, they had not, you know, had the the shoe toss, and they had not lost their last three games. Um, they had not gone out and, and, and stunk it up uh, in the bowl game. And, you know, I, I'm going to stay consistent with what I said. I don't really have a problem with what Dan said by itself after the game, Coach Mullen said. But now when you start – adding that on top of everything else that that has happened it's not the best look and and I think you know we referenced hacker last week 
either last week or the week before, I referenced that firing this defensive staff isn't as simple as that sounds. That there's going to be some issues with when you start to re- replace coaches. And from when what I'm hearing, that that's another thing right now going on down there is there's a bit of a power struggle on who has that authority to fire, who has that authority uh, to say who the staff is going to be and who's going to be blamed for what and, and what it's going to look like you know, moving forward. And so I, I think Matt's probably dead on is there's there's a lot of stressful times right now and a lot of times of uncertainty, um, not just with Dan Mullen, but around that whole staff and, and, and the, the administration down there. Now you take that report and you add on to it, apparently the report now that Dan Mullen would be open to NFL jobs that was talked about on ESPN over the weekend. And you've gotten almost a little bit of backlash from that saying, well, they wanted to throw that out there because of the negativity going on inside the Gator football department surrounding Mullen. So it's almost turning into a little bit of a he said, he said, a little bit of a soap opera. You're right. It's a very, very weird scenario, a very weird situation down in Gainesville right now. Yeah, the NFL thing is, I think it's interesting, and I'm, I'm going to put a little different spin on this for a minute. I, I think a lot of times the NFL can become a massive distraction and a necessary distraction to a lot of things for coaches and for coaches' agents and for schools, for that matter. Um, there's a lot of back channels, man, at the, at the in the college game. I, I'm not – I don't know where Dan Mullen's going to end up. If I'm going to bet right now, Dan Mullen's going to end up right in Gainesville next year, it, just, like we, just like we thought he would. I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know what the intensity is going to feel like. I don't know what the vibe is going to be this time next week. But I, I, I know this. If Dan Mullen – wanted to go to the NFL, then there would have been a lot more smoke to that Dallas job last year, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? With Dak Prescott and the natural fit and all that kind of stuff. And I just, for right now, for whatever reason, and I could be dead wrong, this is just a gut feeling of mine, I think that this damn Mullen NFL thing is a is is a welcome distraction to a lot of people. Um, everybody from Dan to, to maybe some other things. Just letting things cool down, simmer down, because otherwise, what are you doing? You're sitting there and you're just steaming at each other, and that's not going to get you anywhere. Uh, these these are very successful guys. Hack like these are when we're talking about these guys. When you're talking about whether you're talking about Scott Strickland, where you're talking about Dan Mullen, you're talking about guys that they're making five six million dollars for a year. They're the best of the best at what they do. They're prideful. They they put a lot of work and a lot of effort into it. Everything that they do, there's a reason why they do it. Nothing that is going on right now is a mistake. There's a plan to every single rumor report it's being leaked from somewhere um i i it almost seems too easy at this point it almost seems like there's more toward to it so then let me ask you flat out because of the issues that mullins had with press conferences maybe ruffling some feathers in gainesville you add on the nfl rumors to that everything we've talked about over the last five minutes do you anticipate with six NFL head coach openings currently, including one right here in Jacksonville, as a matter of fact, do you anticipate Dan Mullen being back in Gainesville for 2021? I do. I do. I think he's back in Gainesville for 2021. I think at the end of the day, cooler heads prevail on both sides, and Dan realizes he's got a pretty damn good situation going on in Gainesville right now. Scott Strickland and everybody realizes that. Who do you replace Dan Mullen with? Yeah, it's it's that's the that's the question. It doesn't matter, 
you know, if you want to get mad about the Missouri game or you want to get mad about the Texas A&M comments or the, 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 the comments after the bowl game, you, you can do that. And now's your time to say your piece and now's your time, you know, to hug and make up and to set new standards, rules, regulations that everybody can agree to and adhere to. But at the end of the day, this is a business and business is winning football games. And there's not anybody in the country right now that you can bring into Gainesville, Florida, that you have a higher percentage of winning football games at the level you're expected to win at than Dan Mullen. And there's not another place in America right now where Dan Mullen can go, NFL or college, and have put the work and the effort and the foundational success already into that he can walk in and feel like this is home. So at the end of the day, it may be a delay of the inevitable for a year or two, I, I believe that they're going to get this deal all straightened out. And the next time that we hear from Dan Mullen, it's going to be, I'm excited, I'm ecstatic to be a, a coach at the University of Florida. My, me and my family love it here. Yada, yada, yada. Read the cue cards. Get out of there. Don't dress like Darth Vader. Today's Gator Podcast is brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialist for the highest quality care. You can rely on Southeast Orthopedic Specialist for any orthopedic injury or concern. You can log on to their website by going to se-ortho.com, and you can also listen for Southeast Orthopedic Specialist, the good Dr. Kevin Murphy, on Thursday mornings in the 7 o'clock hour with Jeff and Dan right here on 1010XL for his weekly analysis of injuries in sports all right Danny that's the Dan Mullen side of it let's get to the assistant coach side of it we'll get to Todd Grantham in a moment there's a lot to get to there what are you hearing about Brian Johnson a guy you know very well with the work you do at six points training quarterbacks Brian Johnson the offensive coordinator at the University of Florida I guess the rumor is that he's interviewed for a couple of potential head coach vacancies in college football what's the latest there yeah, Brian is a good friend of mine, and so I'm going to, you know, I've, I, there's a lot of confidence between the two of us, and I'm going to respect that, but I, I, I will put it this way. Brian is very in demand. He should be. He's a great young coach. But the thing people need to realize about Brian Johnson is he's insanely loyal, and he, he loves Dan Mullen. He loves, you know, that's a, that's a, a lifelong, dang near lifelong relationship there. And so I, I think, you know, what Brian's going through right now is what most guys his age that are as successful as he is is what they go through is is trying to figure out what's what's my next move as a professional and the prudent thing to do is to take interviews and and to see what else is out there because you're you're, you're talking about head coaches of major major college football programs I don't know where he ends up um, the greedy part of me would love to keep him you know close love to keep him here um, he's a, he's excellent at his job. But, you know, I, I think that I think we're going to have to get used to if it's not this year hearing, you know, the Brian Johnson rumors to to whoever, because he is the next hot name on that coaching search. The Brian Johnson part of it is is interesting. Maybe more interesting, though, is the guy that we know apparently that's going to be back. And that's Todd Grantham. Uh, nothing has happened. A week has gone by since the bowl game. A couple of uh, other defensive assistants have been let go in the secondary. But uh, at the time of this podcast, Todd Grantham is still the defensive coordinator at the University of Florida. Denny Thompson, how surprised are you by that? I'm not. I'm, I'm not surprised. I, I've, I've been preaching this on here consistently. Hack, you can back me up on this. This isn't as easy as what people think it is. It's... it's um, Todd Grantham, there's a couple things. One, Todd Grantham's not going to want a job for long. 
let me say this, he should be gone. Like, I, 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 when I say I'm not surprised, I say I'm not surprised because I know everything that goes into firing a coach and firing a staff. And it's not we've, – we've made it very easy where it's like a pink slip and, you know, somebody cleans their office. It's not that easy, especially when you just got done with, with early signing day. Um, you've got another signing day coming up. I've, I've, I've spoke repeatedly about the relentless recruiter that Todd Grantham is and the way that the players feel about Todd Grantham. And at the end of the day, what you have to realize is Dan Mullen is the ultimate measure of success for that program. And if he feels that um, that the issues were at the other at the positional level and that the communication gap and the, the way that they weren't able to line up were at the were not at the, the coordinator level but at the positional level, then that's the solution that Dan Mullen's gonna want to make. And, and and it looks like that's what he feels like. It looks like Dan Mullen is saying the very same thing about Ty Grantham that I just said about Dan Mullen, which is, who am I going to get in here that I feel more confident and more comfortable than Grantham? I don't agree with that, and I'm sure most Gator fans, you included, don't. But that's been kind of the gut all along that I've had, that that relationship that they have and the bond that they have as coaches is so strong that it's, to put a local flavor, it's very Doug Marone, Todd Washish. That's interesting. It's, it's, and and it's, that's the one thing I thought of, too, is the loyalty factor. But, Denny, because two defensive assistants have been let go in the secondary, I mean, are they? is Dan Mullen essentially saying, well, it's going to dump it on guys not named Todd Grantham for the inadequacies of the defense this year? It depends on it depends on what you believe coming out of there right now, too. Like, I, I mean, there, there's, there's – I've heard things that really – there wasn't a lot of want to have even those changes made. Um, but it was, it was kind of a necessary type of, of situation. I, I, you know, I don't know how true that is. Um, but what it tells me right now, like uh, just on a surface level hack is, is Dan Mullen believes that, that he's got a good staff is he's confident in his staff. He's confident in his, his plan. He's very much a planner. We all know that. And that he wants to keep this thing rolling, and he believes that they have not seen this through. It's, it's, it's kind. Of, it is kind of crazy when you think about the historical offensive year that Florida just had, and how bad you had to be at defense to end the year the way they did. And we're having this conversation. I'm frustrated saying it, so I don't want Gator fans going, "Oh, Denny thinks they should think they should keep Grantham." No, Denny doesn't. I just know what goes into this. And it's it's a lot harder than just telling a guy, hey, you've been dismissed. Other than the coaching situation, other than the assistant coaching situation, I guess the other news coming out of Gainesville is guys declaring for the draft, guys announcing they're staying. Zach Carter, I guess, was the big one announcing he's coming back. Evan McPherson announced earlier this week that he's going pro, which is not necessarily a big deal that your kicker's declaring until you're down by, by two in September next year to – to whomever Tennessee Kentucky name your school and you need a 40-yard field goal to win the game and then it's a very big deal so they got to figure out that kicking situation because it never ceases to amaze me how much people disregard big time good kickers leaving until the following year when you need a field goal to win the game and that guy's no longer there and you're running out a, a tryout with dental students exactly yeah. yeah yeah no no you're you're right I think the Zachary Carter thing was a big deal uh I think it was a really big deal 
I, I think there's going to be some more stay. I mean, we've still got, what, a week? or Actually, almost two weeks. Yeah, I think it's uh, January 18th is the declaration deadline. Yes, yeah, so I, I think you'll see, and I think that's another. By the way, I think that's another factor with Grantham that you, you, you can't discount. Like, you, you can't just look at recruiting. It's our, our current roster, what do they want, and what gives us the best chance to succeed next year? It was not a patient fan base. <laughs> no, there is no such thing as a patient fan base anymore. So I, I think there, I think all of that hacker is is going into this, and and I'll put a bow on that this this way. People need to understand the what this group of college athletes and college coaches and and NFL as well, what they just endured in a season, and how short-tempered everybody is and how worn out and exhausted and tired and different and and abnormal everything just was because we're all going through it as a country they're going through it picture what you're going through with your family they're going through it with a staff of 120 130 and and constant criticism over everything it's just it is a very weird time in the sports world right now I can tell you like I've talked to a couple of our quarterbacks our NFL guys in the last couple of days, to hear just them be able to breathe right now is almost like, wow, okay, they made it through. I, I, I don't think any of us really truly understood um, the, the, the effort that went into even getting this football season in. Today's Gator Podcast is brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialist. They're Northeast Florida's leading orthopedic center, providing an unparalleled level of care across numerous locations in both Jacksonville and St. Augustine. That includes Riverside, Northside, the Southside, the Beaches, Fleming Island, and St. John's. All right, Denny Thompson, I understand this is a Gator Podcast, Gator Bites. We do it every week. We love it. This is not necessarily 100% Gator-related, but it is partly Gator-related. All the talk in the city of Jacksonville about Urban Meyer potentially coming to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have been borderline, I won't say amazed, because what really amazes us anymore, but I've been semi-surprised, I guess if that's even a a term, at some Gator slash Jaguar fans that don't like the idea of Urban coming here to coach an NFL team because they're still bitter from 10 years ago when Urban left the University of Florida. What's been your your reaction to some of the some of the venom, quite frankly, that's come out from Gator slash Jaguar fans about the idea of Urban Meyer coming to Jacksonville? I get it. I, I, I get it. I, I, I understand. Um, if it was Urban Meyer left, you know, what, what has it been, 10 years? 2010, yeah, it's been 11 wow. years, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. If, if, I think if it was just that, I, I I wouldn't understand it. But, you know, everything that's happened since then, everything that's come out about those teams and, you know, some of the shortcomings that he had at Ohio State from, a, you know, a, in a whoever we are to judge people morally, you know, that's a different conversation. But it's 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 fair game, I guess, in this in in this instance. I, I, I get it. I understand. Um and I understand the frustration, and I think there's always been that angst towards Urban Meyer that Gator fans have had. Um, it, you know, when he went to Ohio State, even when he was at ESPN or Fox or whatever it is, there's always been the jabs against Urban Meyer. I, I don't, I don't have that in me. I, I don't, <clears throat> I don't really care about Urban Meyer one way or the other. But I know 
what Urban Meyer is as a football coach, and I want to see that. I want I want to see excellence in the city that I'm in. I want to see standard expectation and just you know a guy that that literally physically gets ill and Daniel has a heart attack when he loses. That's how driven this Joker is. Like I, that that's the greedy part of me saying I want that. I want to be part of that. I want that in my city. The fact that he used to be down the road at Gainesville is it adds a little bit to it, Hack, and that I'm a Florida fan. But even if I took that away, like that's where my yearning for Urban Meyer is. But I am not I'm not at all surprised that there are people that are still holding grudges and and and, and I can understand that. I can definitely understand that because there are some there were some issues that could be pointed to and there were certainly some questions that could be pointed to that were not above reproach with Urban Meyer. Yeah, and Gator fans feel like he lied to him. I mean, he said he wanted to go spend more time with the family, do all that, and then I think it was 354 days after he left Florida, he took the job in Columbus, Ohio, at Ohio State. So I guess 354 days was enough time for him to, to spend time with the family. Obviously, he had all the, the Chris Rainey, Aaron Hernandez, all that stuff as well that came out after he left the University of Florida. So there were a lot of, a lot of issues there, so I get that from an on the field point of view Denny I'm just curious your thought on this we know how successful Urban was in college at Bowling Green at Utah obviously at Florida and then at Ohio State with the type of offense Urban Meyer ran at Florida can that work in the National Football League say with the Jaguars yeah yeah it can it it, it the the college and pro games have never been closer the I I think the gap in talent is wider than it's ever been. I think the 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 speed of the program game right now is so much faster than the college game. Um, it's 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 there's that bigger gap than it's ever been. But what they're doing offensively, conceptually, and and even down to the way that plays are being read and ran and called, has never been closer in the history of the two games. And you, you, you've seen, I mean, it started with, you know, a couple years ago with the Eagles, with Nick Foles and the RPO games. And then, you know, we saw a bunch of stuff with Kaepernick and guys like that with zone reads that came from the college game. Now it's in every game hack. Every play has a check and a kill that results in some type of RPO run pass option. So I, I do think it can. And I, it, the bigger thing that translates with guys like Urban Meyer is just the winner that he is. And and those, you know, the way – I always get tickled. Like, it, we always project, will this work or will that work at, at the next level? The only thing any of us have to do is to look at someone's history. And, and never, literally and never in this man's professional history has he failed. So I, I certainly don't feel like I, I would feel comfortable saying he would fail at the next thing he does. You know, real quick, as we begin to wrap up Gator Bites here, Urban Meyer – for Gator fans, it has been over a decade. And if you didn't watch a lot of Ohio State football, maybe you've forgotten a little bit. Urban Meyer's offense compared to Dan Mullen's offense, and obviously Mullen learned under Meyer, are they still the same thing, or has Mullen detoured from what Urban did a little bit? Um, actually, you know, I, I would venture to say that Mullen had more of an impact on Meyer than the other way around. Oh, okay. Um. I, that's what I believe, and I, I do think Mullen has has definitely evolved since the Urban Meyer days. Dan, Dan Mullen is an offensive genius. Uh, 
Urban Meyer is just a coaching genius. Urban Meyer is a is a leader. He's a he's a CEO. Dan Mullen is a coach, and and so I, I, that's how I would separate those two. So I do think there's just like I think there's a big difference in what Ryan Day did. Like if you look at what Ryan Day does, even when he was with Urban, compared to what Urban was doing with with Dan Mullen, there's there's a there's a significant difference there. Um, so I, I think Urban's really adaptable, um, I, and I don't think he really has an offense, if you will. I think he has a, a core set of principles based around matchups and creating space, and then is you know outside of that is kind of where he flows into how we utilize the weapons that we have. Leave us with this, Denny. You mentioned it briefly earlier. Kyle Trask finished fourth last night in the Heisman voting. Kyle Trask is obviously declared for the NFL draft. I know you were talking, I think, last year even, that you think Trask has a lot of potential on Sunday afternoons. Now that the Heisman vote's over, his football career at Florida is over, we know he's going pro in, you know, a Cliff Notes version. Just kind of sum up the whole Kyle Trask career at the University of Florida. I think it's one of the most inspiring stories that we, you know, that, that, that we've had at the University of Florida in quite some time with, with Kyle Trask. I think, you know, as a Gator fan, I hope that everybody appreciates, you know, what that guy just did. Um, speaking to, you know, guys like Emory and Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson and what Kyle Trask meant to them and what he did for them and the way that he pulled them forward. It says a lot about who Kyle Trask is as a as a person, and you know we all know the story of resilience. We all know the story of sticking things out, but at the end of the day, what, it's time to move past that and realize that this is a heck of a football player, and this is a heck of a competitor. And it's unfortunate that his last memory at Florida is that that stinker of a bowl game, but at the end of the day, that guy was out there competing his butt off, and I think that translates, and I think it should be something that, for many many years, is celebrated. Um, in, in Gator culture, if you will, and I got nothing but respect for Kyle, and I'm and I'm he's one of the more intriguing prospects um, in this year's draft. Oh, I think when you go combine, pro day, whatever a pro day is going to look like this year, with Trask, with Tony, with Pitts, with Grimes, with all these guys, it's going to be very interesting to follow them during this pre-draft process. He is Denny Thompson. I'm the hacker Ryan Green. Denny, I guess we'll see you. Hopefully back in uh, back in studio next week, correct? Yeah, man, I'm close. I'm feeling better. I'm weak. I'm a little bit weak, but I'm feeling much, much better. I'm 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 getting closer every single day. So I appreciate everybody reaching out. Um, so we're we're all doing good. So yeah, hopefully next next week I'll be right there next to you. You get Denny weeknights on the Sports Den alongside James Coleman. You get me weekdays on XL Primetime with Joe Coward, Leon Searcy, and Mad Hayes. Thank you for listening to Gator Bites on the 1010XL.com podcast network. We'll be right back here with you in one week.